Welcome to episode 4 of Snape Chat, the Snary Edition. First we'll be discussing the Snape-Harry fanfic pairing. Then I interview the excellent author Dan Puff. Fair warning, we'll be discussing sexual situations and using explicit language. If you are easily offended, you may wish to give this episode a miss. For everyone else, let's get started. Yes, this is Snape-centric, along with Megs. Hello! She's the star of... <laughs> Care? <laughs> Care star. of Magical Shippers. Yes, yeah, star. Woo, woo, woo. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Care of Magical Shippers podcast. But also here, you know? I mean, just like whenever I can. I love it. <laughs> and we're also joined by the lovely author, Dan Puff. Hello. <laughs> Today, what we're going to be discussing is Snary, mm-hmm. which is relationship between Snape and Harry. My yes. OTP. Yes. It's um... <laughs> <laughs> my one true love. Mm-hmm. That's great. I've read quite a bit of Snary in the last few weeks just to get ready for this. <laughs> nice. So, Do you ship I've been it yet? Snary. I'd like it. I think there's <laughs> wonderful stories. Um, it's not my OTP. That's <laughs> fine. Yeah, exactly. But, we can but appreciate it. It's up there. It's mm-hmm. up there. It's like, okay, if I hear a wreck for, you know, a good story, I'll mm-hmm. go for it. Awesome. Yeah. Anyway, wanted to discuss a little bit first, actually, is Slash, which is male to male relationships in fic. So, yeah, like the, the appeal of Slash, right? Yeah. Like, right. Yeah. Yeah, so I was doing a little bit of research on this, actually, because I remember reading some article somewhere about diving into it. But as far as Slash from, like, straight female point of view, like, a lot of way back when, like, the start of, like, Star Trek, you know, shipping, it was kind of uh, women for women, like, romance novels sort of thing. And the appeal of, like, male relationships is kind of, like, you don't have... Because they're the males in society, they don't have the pressures or conflicts that women do. So like their stories don't have to be so, I don't know. It's like weird to say. But then also the, especially for like the physical side of things, like they just like that. I mean, sex is very straightforward. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, this is the way (laughs) you do it. And there's, you don't have to think about it. And with women, there's a lot of work involved. I mean, it's just, it's just is what it is. Like, like, I can't imagine writing like a het or a femme slash scene. I'm like, this would take two days. Like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, I think like a, like society thing of like feeling like if you have insecurities like for women getting women out of a story it gives you that sense of escapism to not feel like you're putting yourself in the story you're just kind of like an observer and so then creating it around two men you don't feel I don't know it's like it's hard to it's hard to describe but uh (laughs) you can kind of put yourself in a position of power because most of the time like men have it easier they have more you know power in their world or they're more the most interesting quote-unquote characters that we're given which isn't like our problem it's the fact that what content was put before us we have more guys to work with or they're more their stories were developed more so we want to like play with them so like with Harry and Snape we know obviously a ton about Harry and then the conflict 
conflict with Snape over time. Like we want to um, bring bring them together, and then it's easy for us to get into the misogyny type of things, or like the scent of like masculinity and being able to demasculine. <laughs> I don't know, like <laughs> whatever. Like give give emotion to what otherwise we would see as like very emotionless. Like when it comes to like gay relationships, like I you know friends that a lot of times it's harder to find emotional like ground in comparison to physical ground which is just you know the way things are so us being able to invest emotion and passion and just you know going at it to go at it (laughs) Uh (laughs) and then um and then as women authors then we can be like okay now we're the dude and we get to like rail this other dude and it's like we're just like (laughs) self-insert so it's a lot of it's a lot of fun so Oh, sorry yes. about all that but <laughs> oh no that's great <laughs> i like that you have actual reasons behind things and i'm just over here like it's hot it's hot no it uh-huh. is no yeah yeah no i was I don't doing think too hard about it i'm just like i enjoy this yes. and i roll with it <laughs> exactly no it's so <laughs> i'm getting blushy just I'm like oh gosh because that was um Nathan and I were talking about how like we're picking ships for our podcast where you just have a list a million miles long of slash fic and we're like oh my god this is gonna be care of magical slashers before we know it (laughs) so it's a yep exactly we're like okay we gotta get other stuff in there so we're, we're doing our best but obviously there it goes like the most popular stuff is there's just more slash content out there than there is at least like AO3 specific is really popular for slash authors and things mm-hmm. like that versus or, versus that. yeah yeah like fanfiction.net I think is has a lot more variety so yeah that's what I know about oh, that that's- <laughs> That's great. There was a recent survey of basically the Snapedom mm-hmm. on Tumblr, and it showed only a quarter of the respondents identify as het. Mm-hmm. And also, there was a variety bisexual mm-hmm. and asexual were the actually the top two. Oh wow! And then het, and then gay or homosexual. A lot of different things. So maybe it's giving the reader a chance to explore their sexuality. One hundred percent. Yeah, especially if you're in a position that you can't feel like you are, you know, can be yourself or what you wish to be to be able to escape into a world or create a world in which would be your perfect reality. It has to be a thing. Absolutely. That is interesting to think about, but like I identify as asexual myself and I actually kind of came to grips and learning more about the community through fanfic because I live in a very rural area where there's not a lot of diversity. So a lot of my learning came from the internet and reading and getting to know things. And though there's not a lot of ace content out there, it's, you know, I'm still drawn towards Slash and it did help me learn more about different types of people just from all the people around the world contributing to this community and it wasn't the Harry Potter fandom but Supernatural actually that brought more to my attention like demisexuality and more about asexuality through that so yep there's just it it helped me Mm -hmm. absolutely and and here I'm going to be the late broom the late bloomer no (laughs) hang on (laughs) 
water. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot to grab water. Water. I don't need it. Oh, no. <laughs> that was the first thing I grabbed because I knew I was going to yes. be thirsty. <laughs> yes. We are thirsty. Oh, we are. <laughs> <laughs> we so thirsty. <laughs> That's why we're here. Yes. This is this is a rated E podcast, right? It is, yes. <laughs> Good, we can face. Okay, I now. was, yeah, I was like, I was trying to uh like, like I was thinking. So part of the slash thing is like for the another part of the women point of view is like, we want to know what it's like to have a dick. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and like just like knowing what it's like for like you know like two guys it's like oh man like it's just like yeah it just gets to i don't know whatever it just, <laughs> it's, a, it's fun to think about yeah it's, yeah it's yeah, exactly. curiosity to have that power you know that you don't normally i mean obviously you can still have power but you know to just pound somebody <laughs> yeah <laughs> i'm just thinking about different body parts it's yes <laughs> yes yep <laughs> yes mm-hmm there has been some discussion of strap-ons with Snape on Tumblr while pegging him specifically. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> nice. Mm-hmm. I, well, yeah, I guess yes, <laughs> that's women exploring having a dick as well. Oh yeah, that's uh, that's definitely so. that's definitely a fantasy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> a good one. <laughs> yeah. Oh, great. And then Snary specifically, I wasn't really into Slash at all. A couple times I got story recommendations and I, you know, so I'd read it occasionally, but it didn't light my fire, so to speak, I guess, <laughs> you know, which mm-hmm. everybody's got their own thing, you know. Mm-hmm. Meanwhile, I've always been a slasher myself. That's the only thing I read for ages. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So specifically, the appeal of Harry and Snape together. What has drawn you both to that? Um, I don't, I, <laughs> for something it's I've hot. been doing for 18 years, I just fall <laughs> silent. <laughs> well, I think it's just they're, they have a lot in common in some ways, but they're very opposite in other ways. And I feel like they just can get on each other's levels and understand each other in ways that other people really can't. Like they both come from not great childhoods and they dealt with that in very different ways, but that's something they can connect on. And then their very strong connections to both Voldemort and Dumbledore in their various connections there. And then their experiences in the war and all of this trauma. And then it's just their interactions are all always very intense and they've always had very intense feelings towards each other that can be anger and hatred and passionate that can easily turn in a different direction mm-hmm. very easily. <laughs> absolutely retarget those emotions into yeah that's, that's yeah <laughs> So it's funny for me because, I mean, obviously, like, I love Snape as a character, obviously. And he's so complex. There's so many things about him we don't know that we don't see behind the scenes. But in any fic that regards, you know, is like Snape-centric, badoom <laughs> they we get to like see in his head so be able to like give him some emotional backstory that we only get a taste of in canon like oh he cared for lily and whatever so the whole time he's protecting harry 
like supposedly for Lily. Um, that's what drew, draws me. It's like, okay, he, even though he has that animosity, I like the angst. The angst of the ship is why I love this ship. With Snape, the whole time he's protecting Harry and is despises him because he has to balance the fact that <laughs> he reminds him of Lily because he has Lily's eyes, but then he looks exactly like his childhood bully. So it's that conflict of like ignoring the positive aspects of Harry to let the negative ones come to light. But once we're able to break them down and like kind of Harry can get under Snape's skin and make him see more than just being Snape's son, I think is like really great. Then there's also like kind of like the like soulmate thing is huge within the fandom like the you know the Patronuses Snape having a doe not because of Lily he has a doe to match up with Harry Stag and then I kind of go with like the Twilight trope of like <laughs> him being in love with Lily because eventually she has his soulmate like she gives birth to a soulmate kind of like the whole oh, like, Jacob I Bella thing oh. right <laughs> it's so good it's so good and just the the angst of Snape being in denial for most fix like throughout like just trying to keep push Harry back and whether Harry's like in denial too or he's just like all up in his business like trying to make things happen like it's just it's so much fun I just love those I love the conflict I just love the angst I agree I love the conflict oh, it's yes so for sure good. it's just like <laughs> that's a big draw <laughs> As you said, Dan Puff, like all that en- stress and energy can easily just go into sexy things. And it's awesome. I love it. <laughs> yes. It's obsessive. It's it passionate. Yes. Yes. Everything. Also, yeah. I mean, it can be toxic, but it can also be super wholesome. Like it just, you get the full spectrum of. And I love both. <laughs> yes. Yes, exactly. Both. <laughs> hmm I did want to come up with a few wrecks while we're doing this. And this kind of ties in, say, with the boy who died a lot, which is. (sighs) It's pretty canon like focus like it follows each year by year Snape protecting Harry and how frustrating and hilarious it is that he just (laughs) keeps dying and he has to keep going back in time and just like make sure he doesn't (laughs) die and is just so of course in the end just the you know the connection they end up together but like that one's fun because it's a canon adjacent you know one of those stories that you can fit into that you know that realm. I did appreciate that aspect of it. Yes. Yep. Like each chapter was a year, I think, if I'm correct. I think you're right. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. And there is a pod fix. So if anyone wants to listen to it, that's out there. So that's super cool. Yeah. So, okay. We'll have some links up on the uh, website, probably a whole page of them by the time we get done. (laughs) Oh, for sure. (laughs) Yes. (laughs) Yes. I'm trying to- All of the regs. Reel it in. (laughs) (laughs) So that was protection to affection on our outline. (laughs) The love for Lily. You did talk about it kind of transferring to Harry and with the Patronuses and and such. Mm -hmm. That was that was really good. Yeah, I love the I, I love the Patronuses. That's like the <laughs> best thing for me. It's just like why Snary? They're Patronuses, obviously. <laughs> so many. Just look at that. Exactly. <laughs> oh, their behavior toward each other is that what we're? I think I'm looking at the outline. I'm trying to figure out where we're at. <laughs> yeah, did, we, did we talk about confrontation and? 
that can turn sexual and such so easily. Eyebrows, eyebrows. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> oh, eyebrows being a sexual thing. Ooh, <laughs> yes. those eyebrows. Uh-huh. <laughs> Sexy. <laughs> I do love Snape solely communicating through his eyebrows. <laughs> oh. Yes. <laughs> so he doesn't have to say a word. Just that one brow. <laughs> <laughs> It is an art form. <laughs> yes. yes. <laughs> yeah, I can only do one eyebrow. My other one doesn't do anything, but I can lift one, so I can be pretty, you know. I can, you know, be traumatic. See, I but... cannot do that. It's both or none. <laughs> 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 no skill. <laughs> I got a little bit, but this will age me. I, I used to do it because of Spock. Mm-hmm. Nice. Yeah, when Star Trek was first syndicated, it was on in the afternoons after school. So. Oh. And that was probably my first passion. Mm-hmm. Hyperfixation, more like. I can but, see uh, that. Yeah. My partner's really into Star Trek, so I get it. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, yeah, Harry, I, I, I've kind of lost with this Harry greater than. Oh, I think it's, we were talking about um, how Harry behaves towards Snape and then like Snape backwards and then how that can drive the ship, I think. So like, you know, how we see Harry as a character, like in stories is like, what is it? I wonder what Snape, the Snape aggression. I don't know. It's funny because we talked about (laughs) all this and I'm like trying to go back and like, what the heck were we talking about? Treats him as a regular person. Oh, so Harry and so, okay. So with Harry and Snape, um, something about that we see with Snape is he doesn't worship Harry. He's one of the few that like isn't holding him up on a pedestal. Like he's obviously cutting him down and like aggressive towards him, but it's someone that he could see as like, you're actually like treating me as just a person, not as the boy who lived or the boy who's, you know, the chosen one. Um, And then his, you know, confusion of why the heck does Snape hate me so much and what did I do I didn't do anything and like we see in canon finally toward the end that he sees Snape's memories and he's able to understand where he's coming from and the fact that you know his we it's a, uh, like a lot of snary fic starts or has a lot of substance in like fifth year when he sees Snape's worst memory because he actually can find that empathy and sympathy for for Snape by seeing firsthand the marauders and how they behave toward him. So that can often changes changes Harry's perspective to then being like, you know what? Like, I get it. And then they fall in love and live happily ever after. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but I do love Occlumency as the driving force and yes. being that switched flip. I mean, yes. yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Flip switch, yes. Yes. So I think that is really powerful is when we can get the point where they can, you know, Harry can like sympathize or empathize with him. And then the opposite side of things, like it's just, I mean, I kind of covered it before, like he feels what he feels because of the conflict of his two parents and he has conflicting emotions to each way. Like he has strong, passionate love or affection for Lily and then really strong, passionate hatred for James. So making a blend of the two just has to leave him so angry and sad and sexually frustrated. And it's just got to be confused. <laughs> yeah. so confused. Uh. 
and that's why he's grumpy because he can't like do anything about it like he's just like no like I just you know he's just living his you know his difficult existence but you know we fix that and fix we'll give you your happily ever after <laughs> <laughs> with Harry with it's, it's Harry. always fair exactly <laughs> Yeah. Okay. Power dynamics that usually from what I've seen, I believe this is what we're talking about is that Snape is usually the top and Harry the bottom. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'll read it either way. Yeah. Uh (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I know it goes the other way too. Popularly. Yes. Kind of probably stemming from the student teacher relationship. Yeah, yeah, because we because we see some one side of things like that's the like really like passion aggressive you know type like relationship of like obviously like Snape was like this mean you know angry prickly person and then Harry we just see as like it's like oh like I picture super tall Snape like tall skinny lanky Snape and then like little Harry and just like looming over him and just like being able to overpower him but also be very sweet but then. And you also could see Snape having grown up without any affection. Like when you think about it, like he had a short term friendship with Lily. His parents had, you know, abusive, negative home um, through school. He was bullied all through school. The fact that eventually Harry might, you know, give him the affection he never received. Like I could see him kind of like regressing, like to being the one open and waiting for comfort that he never had. So then having Harry be like the dominant one over Snape like I could see him like kind of like letting go like letting go and letting Harry do his thing (laughs) and um yeah I don't know I it can go either way and both can be written super well and I'm totally down with anything (laughs) I think anything has the potential to be written well so that's why I try to be really open Mm -hmm. to things but especially with the idea of like Snape bottoming I do like the idea of one it's a preference so it doesn't even need to have an emotional connotation so it's like be him being very strong and being just like hey this is just what I like in the bedroom so but also on the other hand the idea that if not like I feel like he would need a level of trust to be able to do that so it speaks to what Harry Mm -hmm. means to him and his ability to let go and having someone he can trust to do that with Mm -hmm. oh for sure yeah trust is huge and for me um because I've written like a time travel where of course we we read a lot of that like Harry goes back in time gets to know Snape when he's younger and they fall in love at that point I usually see and have written like Snape being because he's kind of broken as a youth like he's you know in actively being bullied and doesn't have a place or a home he doesn't find that until he joins the Death Eaters like later on um so I like I picture him as like like young Snape being the body and then older Snape being <laughs> the top All like right. that's like my flip like when they're when they're when they're both the same age younger I'm like oh yeah okay like Snape's the bottom and then when they're older it's like okay yeah Snape's overpowering Harry and whatever so that's just how I like picture that dynamic like for what I envision and write and then when I read it I'm like oh yeah this is oh great. yeah <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> Snape is a very powerful wizard mm-hmm. at the end of his time, you know, being able to fly and just do things wildlessly or wordlessly. Harry is also powerful, but I don't think he feels that way. Yeah, because I could see, like, I can see Snape kind of seeing his potential and trying to, like, build him up and realize, like, you're more powerful than you think you are. And it could go, you know, the opposite way. But, um, yeah, I love when Snape is trying to, like, help 
prepare him for the inevitable, you know, the the war that's coming and help keep him as safe as he can because of course he cares for him and wants knows the inevitable that's going to happen but he's going to do and provide whatever he can to keep him safe and give him the best, you know, opportunity to survive and whatnot and yeah, for sure. I do like the idea of them both being very powerful wizards and like Snape's very very talented and very intelligent like he's created spells he's like fixed potions like Harry's not the highly intellectual book smart type and I like the idea that they're both very gifted and Harry's smart in his own way it's just a different way and very intuitive and very hands-on learning and how they complement each other in those ways but a lot of potential there especially with Snape teaching him and building him up and giving him that best chance because who else can really get him on that level other than someone who's also very gifted in that way because harry's the one who's like gonna run into the fire and snape's like gonna be looking around it trying to fix the find the best possible route to like (laughs) handle the situation and uh and i can see harry being like knowing he's powerful and being reckless because he's like i get out of everything like i'll be fine and snape's like no i have all these powers too but i have to you know pick and choose and there are thing, things you just like just because you can doesn't mean you yeah. should and all that and so and then of course you know you have the age difference so it's like the amount of life and experience that Snape has over Harry like the constant like back and forth of like you don't you know like you don't know like you don't know like it's just yeah it's just it's fun to see them like growing together so like seeing Harry grow up and then Snape being able to kind of go back and like rewrite his like history of of like getting the life that he didn't have like even though it's like later in life to help him heal his inner child yes exactly which he needs Mm -hmm. probably the biggest thing that draws me to Snary is like when you get into long long fic like yeah there's great like short little fic out there but having that the long game of seeing Snape break down and like Harry get you know get under his skin and just slowly letting Snape thaw and open to the idea of them being together like because you just get that angst long term and then at the end you're just like yes finally oh my gosh like I love I don't know like I'm usually like yeah the slow burn of it is so good because you just the whole time you're just like oh my god guys just kiss already like just like just just kiss already oh my god oh it's so good I do love a good slow burn but it needs I can't read works in progress very often because I'm very impatient so I just need to know and be able to like run through it but I do I do like a good long fic where you you see everything unfold and develop, especially when they're starting from like the polar opposite end where they start off in that really hateful negative place and then transforming through working together or some other necessity to bring them together and slowly getting to know each other and breaking down those walls and coming together. It's so beautiful. I love it. Yeah. And it's, I feel so added at right now because (laughs) I've had, I've had this work in progress for like, it's been four, 
months since I've touched it. But I was going ham. Like I was like every other, like every week was like new chapter, new chapter. And then all of a sudden I was like, oh, I'm going to do all these writing fests. And then it just absorbed my life. And yeah, I need Which, to get no back shame. to that so that, so that Dan Puff can read <laughs> like, it. No <laughs> shame as a writer. Like I understand. But as a reader, I need to know what's going on or it's no. going to drive me insane. <laughs> oh, yes. No, I don't read. Like work in progress like ever I filter it out because I think there's only a couple that I just happened upon and started not knowing they were work in progress because someone's like oh this fic is really good so I'm like sweet I'll start reading it and then I reach the end and it's like I don't know what I'll update again I'm like god damn it like this is, why did I do this to I've myself I've been hurt by work oh, in progress yes. in the past so there's very 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 yes. few that I actively follow now <laughs> but they're really good and worth the wait well yeah then yes well that's the thing that's like Pacify. Yes. Like we we haven't talked about Pacify. Pacify is one of the biggest state like snary, thick, epic, yes. multi-book, yeah blah blah that has just amazing but you know chicken pets the author has always been really good even under stress or whatever to get us chapters out like every week she so we can always rely yes. on her. a superhuman i don't even know how she functions like i'm like oh you're married okay do you see her husband like do I'm like, I'm trying to like balance. I'm like, okay, I write and I have a podcast and I'm also married. And we're just like, how do you life? It's just amazing. So if anyone's out there who hasn't read Pacify, definitely do that. It's a work in progress. However, there are six complete books. So hundreds of thousands of words that you have available to you. And it's it's fantastic. I think it was my first scenario I came across and was like, oh, <laughs> oh my. <laughs> like this is this is everything <laughs> so because I was a dreary shipper forever and then once I read that I was like oh god this is this is so much better <laughs> like I still love dreary like so much but this is oh god I just oh getting all worked up about it <laughs> it's the first newer fic that I really fell in love with because for a while like I've been in shipping snary for 18 years now and so like I like inhaled them and now it's I just got to a point where I was like jaded and like, there's like, I've read all the good things and I don't want to try new things anymore. And I just was looking one day and even though I rarely read new things, I didn't read works in progress. Like there was a lot that should have like put me off of it. But for some reason I clicked on right. it and now I'm obsessed with it. <laughs> I run the discord yes. server, like big fan girl. Mm -hmm. I went and you know, big fan big. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Being able to like interact with chicken is just probably the weirdest and coolest and most amazing thing <laughs> on the planet. Just like, yeah, we're just normal people just hanging out at home, living our lives and just putting out some amazing, sexy, sexy content. And that's the fun thing is being able to interact with other creators and seeing their processes and knowing when they're coming out with new things and just having like a community of people all around this fandom and this ship and that we love exactly and you can be as genuine as you want to be or as not like you have the anonymity of being whoever you you know wish you were or what you can put out as much as you want or as little as you want to build and get out of it what you need but especially through this you know the pandemic nonsense like being on discord and in fanfic servers has just like saved me like it's just been amazing to have that space when you can't really be with you know other people and it's just but yeah it's just ah oh, fanfiction 
and people and things and snary and blah. It's, it's just it's fun. We have fun. Yes. We have so much fun. <laughs> a Tumblr post came by my dashboard a few months ago. It was 21 snary fix for 21 years. Ooh. Oh, yes. So I'm, I'll post the link to that. Because it was it was like one story for like yeah like the bat for like each year to, yeah the back to two thousand whatever so it was like yeah two thousand release two thousand one two thousand two so either I don't know if it was like most popular or just like fan favorites or something like that but I remember that link and I had it saved somewhere <laughs> and I've just had no time but I have not yeah, seen I it wonder too. <laughs> I wonder, yeah, I wonder, Danny, like if you looked at the list, if there were more than, you know, fic that you had read versus not. I mean, that would be cool to to see having been involved. As long as I have, yeah. Yeah, 18 years. Wow. Like, I just feel like a baby. I feel like such a little baby. But I'm at, I'm, I'm so passionate. Yeah. <laughs> You make up for it with your passion, exactly. yes. Where was this exactly. listed? Was it on Reddit? Tumblr? Tum- Tumblr. Oh, I Tumblr. found a Reddit link. <laughs> oh, well, I'm sure. Hey, you know, I mean, it's probably multiple places. I have a side blog where I put all my um, things that I want to refer to back to. Oh, nice. So I will dig it up and put it on the show notes. Well, since I'm looking at this, uh, the one I pulled up, it... Uh, for 2001, it has a most disquieting tea by Telenu. And I just reread the tea series. And that was, it's often touted as being the fic that really brought Snary mainstream. And you can only find it on a Google Drive now, but it's well worth the read. And I love that one. They spell that for me, please. Yeah, I can get that link. <laughs> Gimme, 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 gimme. <laughs> so, that was really good. Um, Snape the Home Fries Nazi. Also excellent. That was from 06. That was the one that I took off that list to It's read. really good. <laughs> and I really enjoyed it. Yeah. Yeah. It, it sounds weird, but it I don't know. It's just very heartwarming at the same time. Was that the one where Harry and Snape like lose their magic? Yes. And there's some, yeah, like somewhere in like, Air, like, I don't, like in the US, right? Somewhere like yes. in Arizona or <laughs> something. Like, exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. So definitely very weird and different than our normal like scary situation. <laughs> but yeah, very AU, that's for sure. It's really, and I don't usually like ones that take place like in the States or anything. So that kind of put me off of it for a while. But when I finally read it, I was like, oh my God, this is so good. <laughs> and it, like that angst that I love so much. It was, Okay. Any last words for anyone? Read Snary. You won't regret it. Yeah, read it now. (laughs) (laughs) Just read it. Yes. And definitely check out Dan Puff because her stuff is amazing. Thank you. (laughs) There's a lot of Mm -hmm. that out there. (laughs) Lots of options. We'll be interviewing Dan Puff here as well. So, yay. Yay. Yeah. Okay, well, thank you everyone for being here, Dan Puff and Megs. Uh, You're welcome. Care of Magical Shippers mm-hmm. podcast, and we will have links to all their things on the notes. So, okay, thank you much. Thank you. Thank you. Bye. 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 <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Thanks to Dan Puff and Megs for chatting with me. I neglected to mention that Megs is also a fine author in her own right. Megs and Dan Puff's fix and all the fix discussed here will be on the Fanfic Rex page on our website, snapechatpodcast.com. 
Now let's get to my interview with Dad Puff. Thank you for recording our discussion section with us as well. Yes, it was fun. I hope it went okay. <laughs> oh, I think so. Yeah. <laughs> I don't trust myself talking, so. <laughs> well, me neither, but I do it <laughs> well, anyway. Along. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's still fun. Yeah. I'm here with Dan Puff. She's a wonderful artist. We're going to talk particularly about her snary stories. Thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about yourself. I'm 29 years old. I live in Louisiana, have an office job, big giant nerd, <laughs> and uh, more relevant to this, I guess, uh, in the Harry Potter fandom. I'm a big, what I like to call, snary monogamist. So I ship <laughs> snary and I don't like them with anyone else. I love them mm -hmm. so much. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So how did you come into the Snapedom? The Harry Potter books came out when I was about five years old. And mm -hmm. I don't really remember being five years old, but probably that was around the time I started reading the books. And mm -hmm. I don't really remember a time before Harry Potter. And I've always, from book one, loved Snape from the get-go. <laughs> oh, that's great. <laughs> so from day one, little Danny mm -hmm. loved Snape. <laughs> <laughs> And has never stopped, ever. <laughs> he's, he's such a wonderful character. That just makes sense. He's very intriguing, very complicated, very intense. I loved it. <laughs> and still do. Yes. Have you always been a writer? Um, yes. Like I said, I've always been a big reader, been reading since around the time Harry Potter came out, and I've been writing mm -hmm. as long as I could had a pencil in my hand. <laughs> <laughs> I wrote a lot of like original stuff when I was very young and then got into writing fanfics when I was a teenager. So I don't really remember not being a writer. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> now no, you get to look at me. I'm sorry about that. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. <laughs> what is your favorite, I don't know, format or form to write? Um, I write a lot of one shots, mostly shorter things. I just have these random ideas that don't necessarily fit into a larger story or they mm -hmm. could, but I'm more focused on this one thing that I want to write about. So primarily I write sure. shorter form stuff, just trying to get all of my thousands of ideas out into the world. <laughs> I have really enjoyed reading them. Well, thank um, you. <laughs> what brought you to Snary? Well, that is actually a very funny story. Um, okay. So <laughs> I've always been into Harry Potter and I was, I've been shipping Snary for 18 years. So I was about mm -hmm. 11 years old when I was on the internet, just mm -hmm. Googling Harry Potter. I was not uh -huh. looking for anything. I was just looking up Harry Potter mm -hmm. and one of the first things I clicked happened to be a fanfic. I didn't know what fanfics were. I didn't mm -hmm. know what splash ships were. I didn't know anything. And the mm -hmm. first thing I clicked on was a fanfic. And it was actually <laughs> a dreary fanfic. So it was Draco and Harry. Mm -hmm. And in that fanfic, Snape was interested in Draco. But my little brain was like, what about Snape and Harry? <laughs> <laughs> so once I finished that one dreary story, what I don't remember what website it was, but whatever it was, I just went to the homepage and started looking up Snary and mm -hmm. I inhaled it. <laughs> I read nothing but Snary from that point on. <laughs> uh <-huh. laughs> 
just any fic I could get my hands on that was snary, I read it. Mm-hmm. So after that was it, I just Googled Harry Potter, clicked on a dreary fic, and then deep dived into yeah. snary. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Do you write other parents or fandoms? I have written other fandoms in the past. Usually I like hard focus on one thing at a time. So I have Mm -hmm. written Marvel in the past. So in Marvel, I shipped Steve Rogers and Tony Stark. Mm -hmm. I did write for Stormlight Archive by Brandon Sanderson. I wrote a few things for that. Within the Harry Potter fandom, I've written Drawn, which is Draco and Ron for Drawn Mm -hmm. Fest. I wrote Cho Luna for Luna Fest. I wrote a Mm -hmm. Percy Nell. Level, kind of dabbling, but I don't mm-hmm. write anything else as much as I write snare. <laughs> but I do like trying other things out now and then. That's good to have a variety of uh, the spice of life, things. they say. <laughs> yep. uh, you're exactly you write in quite a wide range of styles, from fluff and PWP to quite angsty stories. You also address a range of unusual and controversial topics like male pregnancy, daddy kink, and dubious consent. Do your stories just to merge or do you start with the idea to explore an issue? Kind of both with some of the bigger items like the daddy kink. It's Mm-hmm. oh well that's interesting can I do something with that and uh-huh. then other things like the male pregnancy it's just okay well I have this idea and then that fits into it so mm-hmm. it just depends I have so many ideas happening all the time so uh-huh. I'm constantly thinking of things what about this what about that what about this oh, <laughs> I like to write a lot of different things mm-hmm. <laughs> It's great to have so much inspiration. Oh, it's not so easy sometimes. Oh, sometimes well, I, I suppose, yeah. <laughs> going on, I'm like, I want to write this, but I also want to write that, but also this thing and also that. So then I write nothing. <laughs> it's just wherever my muse takes me at any given time. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> She's not always cooperative. <laughs> There was one of your stories that I really was taken with. Two plus two equals foursome. <laughs> It's such an adventive premise. James and Lily are kept alive in their graves through a life bond with Harry. And one of the few forms of consciousness they have is through strong emotions and sensations in Harry. And suddenly they realize that the sensations are from his Snape fucking <laughs> Harry. Yes. Yeah. yeah, where'd that idea come from? Um, I always... Like, I love the angst. I love complicated. I'm very into like voyeurism, whether intended or not. So I love thinking of, imagine if Lily and James found out and trying to think of ways where they could find out whether they're alive or watching from the afterlife and Mm -hmm. just always thinking of these things. And I'm on a Discord server with other snary fans. So I Mm -hmm. was just like spitting out the ideas on there and talking Uh to other people and it seemed to interest some people and I was like you know what I'm gonna write this so that night I just sat down and wrote it and posted it (laughs) it was very just boom boom Uh boom (laughs) oh well I I don't know I just loved it yeah it's um I always think of that as one of well 
a weird one, so to speak. I feel like the premise might be a little cringe to some people, but it was a lot of fun for me and I thought it was very unique and I know a lot of other people have enjoyed it, which makes me really happy because like I said, I had so much fun and it's, and that's a good thing is writing should be fun. And it was one of those I was just able to enjoy start to finish and kind of building it and sharing it Mm -hmm. with my community. So that was fun. The title is unfortunate, but I am very bad at titling things. So I was just like, this is what it is, I guess. It was attention getting. That's true. It probably drew some people in, thankfully. Would you be willing to read a passage from your work? Sure. Um, Since we were just talking about two plus two equals four, so I can do a bit from there. I am not a narrator. That is not where my talents lie. (laughs) But so you'll have to put up with my me voice, but I can read a bit of it. So it kind of starts out with um, talking about Lily and James's situation, and that's kind of where we'll drop in here. With The fourth option was simultaneously the best and the worst, visiting Harry. They could not always control when they visited Harry. Heightened emotional states on his end made it easier, which meant the majority of the time was awful. They bore witness to their child sobbing in his cot while his aunt doted on his cousin. No cuddles or kisses for Harry, only the bare minimum meeting of needs, the very bare minimum as he grew older, locked in the cupboard, often as not, muscles cramped from work, stomach cramped from hunger, jerked to wakefulness by his aunt's screeching, shouted at and shoved by his uncle, mocked and smacked by his cousin. After a full decade, the wonderment of Hogwarts made a nice reprieve, joy and friendship and magic. No more hunger or darkness for their Harry. Of course, Hogwarts came with its own perils, namely dragons and basilisks and dementors and more, whispers and stares and accusations, the threat of Quirrell and Crouch, the malice of Snape and Umbridge. They watched it all unfold and kept a list of every person they would hex if they ever crawled out of their graves. Every near-death experience put strain on their remaining life force. There were stretches of time lost to unawareness. Only Harry's life gave them any sense of passing days and years. Nearly 15 years in the ground, the summer Harry turned 16. Lily and James felt closer to life than ever. Emotions came more readily, hit the heart all the harder. Sensation crept in as well, sharing sensation with their son. Wounds, unsurprisingly, but also chocolate on the tongue and the warmth of a hug. It was for the best if they woke soon, for both were ready to pummel Severus Snape. There's that. And then it's mostly filled. So I won't go any further than that. (laughs) It's a wonderful story. Well, thank you. Like I said, it's one of my prides and joys. Yeah, well, we we will link, I guess, should we do the five that you gave me? Either that or I can just link to your whole page on AO3. Yeah, that can work too. Either way works for me. <laughs> okay. Or I can pick different stories if you want mm-hmm. it. I don't, whatever yeah. works for me. <laughs> well, I like those. And they, like you said, they were representative of quite yeah, your, looking, your range. Yeah, that's what I was looking for. I was like a little this, a little that. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so. that's perfect. So. Good. Well, I'm glad. Like I said, I'm all over the place with what I'm doing any given day. (laughs) (laughs) Sure. What are your future plans for the boys? That is is the question. (laughs) 
<laughs> like I said, I've got so many ideas all over the place. The mm-hmm. only really firm things I can really say are I do want to write more for my daddy series. Yes, daddy. I have one. I want to write tentatively titled Good Daddy. And then I have a story that has one chapter up called Smile with Sweet Surprise. I wrote that mm-hmm. as a birthday gift for a friend, Chicken Pets but I only have one chapter up so far and it's supposed to be three or four. So I need to finish that hopefully this year. If Mm -hmm. she's listening to it, I'm sorry. I promise I will finish writing it. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, mostly my plans involve angst and filth (laughs) per usual. (laughs) That's all right. That's what people enjoy. I sure hope so because I sure enjoy writing it. Yeah. Where, where can people find you online? Uh, mostly on AO3, uh, Danpa. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't do a lot on Tumblr, but I do have a Tumblr, which is Danny-The-Puff. Danny the Puff on Tumblr. <laughs> okay. Well, thank you for so much for joining us and sharing about your writing. Well, thank you for talking to me. It was fun. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Take care. All right. You too. Okay. Yeah, that's pretty much it, I guess. <laughs> nice and easy. So, yeah, yeah. Thank you. I really appreciate you. Uh, sure. It, it you was know. fun. I like the podcast so far. So. Oh, thanks. You're the experience. first writer, so. Yeah, I noticed lots of artists, so mm-hmm. which I was glad about because I have new people I'm following on Tumblr now. Uh-huh. I always yeah. love seeing more Snape stuff. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are some wonderful artists and writers, too. So. Oh, yeah. Trust me. Uh, like I said, I always love Snape. Mm-hmm. So the more Snape, the better. So mm-hmm. you're doing good work. <laughs> Spreading <laughs> Thank Snape you. love. <laughs> Trying to do that. Yeah. Do are you very- are you following me on Tumblr? Am I? I think if not, then I need That's, to do that. Because I spend like as much time as possible reblogging artists and writers and oh, stuff like that so I'm not always active on Tumblr so I never know sure mm-hmm. following now okay okay <laughs> oh thank you I never know who I'm actually following anywhere uh-huh. <laughs> yeah I, I just so. yeah I just I'm like rah okay artists writers yeah Snape love that's yeah. what it's all about so. he deserves lots of love so he does <laughs> Thank you so much for having me. Thank you. Take care. All right, you too. Bye. Bye-bye. there you have it, another episode of Snape Chat. I hope that you will consider reading some Starry if you haven't already. I myself want to finish A Most Disquieting Tea and continue to follow the Pacify series. I'll add that to my few dozen works in progress and hope I don't get too many updates at once. This podcast is also a work in progress, so please contact us with any comments or suggestions you may have. SnapeChatPodcast.com. Until next time, stay snarky.